Winners are not looking for magic. But that's what a lot of people do. Especially when it comes to coaching. And it's... It's... uh, It makes sense. Because sometimes magic happens. You go to a conference, you go to a coaching clinic, You and it could be physical, it could be professional, it doesn't really matter, it could be a seminar, and you sit there, and you watch something, or you hear something, and it hits you like a thunderbolt, and you take it, and you make it your own, and you utilize it, and it's magic, and it makes your, it might make a relationship in your life change, it might be um, something physical. It might be professional. It makes you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was magic. It was magic. It might even have been something that you heard a hundred times before, and you know it. But for whatever reason, and you're sitting and you're listening or you're watching, and it hits you, and it's magic. And that's great, but it's also one of the worst things that can happen to you possibly it's like it's like a first time gambler who plays a blackjack and they sit down with a hundred dollars and they walk out with a thousand dollars and they think look how easy this was and the dopamine drip that they get from that magic that occurred at that blackjack table and so every time that they go back to the blackjack table they're looking for that same hit that same dopamine that same magic and they could lose $20,000 trying to recreate that one time. And they get angrier and angrier that they can't redo it. It's the exact same thing. I've done it. I've sat in investment conferences um, for days on end looking for magic. Because one time I sat in a cold conference room in January in Cincinnati. And I caught this little tidbit of something. And it hit me like a thunderbolt. And it was magic. And I took that piece and I turned it into literally hundreds of thousands of dollars of income. Million, actually. Over a million. You know what? Almost two million dollars of income easily by now, thinking it through. From one little throwaway line tidbit. It was it was absolutely magic. And so I go to conferences and I wait for it and I wait for it and I wait for it. The, the thing is, I'm, I'm aware of it. I know not every conference is going to be magic. I know that not every line is going to be gold. And actually that's on me because every conference does have magic in it. Every every jiu-jitsu class that I go to does have magic in it. They're giving me the keys to the kingdom of how to do certain moves. But either I'm not ready, my body's not ready, I don't understand it enough, or I'm not listening or I'm not open to it for whatever reason. And that's on me. The magic is there. It's just, I'm just not ready for it. The difference is, you know, I talk about 90%, 10%, 1% people. 90% people I probably never even get, they never get the magic. They never get it ever. It never hits them. Everything is stupid. Everything is dumb. Everything is for the other guy, for the 90% person. I think the 10% people, they do get magic from time to time but quickly it it fades because they expect it and or more more or worse they demand it and so it becomes a situation where it's not up to them 
to create the magic. It's up to the other person to create the magic. And the 10% person is looking for the magic to be created for them in the easiest way possible with the least amount of hurdles. And the hurdles that are required of them, be it travel, be it money, be it effort, they look at those things with disdain and they, and they, and they go the opposite way. And so the magic for those people will happen rarely. The 1% person, in my opinion, looks at it differently. And they know that the magic exists. They felt it before. And they realize that the, the onus is on them. It's on them to actually create the magic. The coach, the professor, the teacher, the guide... They can show them the way. They can show them the way that took them up the mountain. But they can't make the magic happen for them. Because most of the things that are magical are actually very basic. The the magical moment I had in that investment conference all those years ago that's created literally a couple million dollars of income. And it's not, I'm not, it's not a joke. That's what's happened. Net income for me was a, as I said before, a throwaway line. It was so basic. It was such a basic premise of investing that I I took and I crafted and I used and I studied more on and I researched and I built and then I taught others. That was all me. That responsibility was on me. Not the coach, not the guy in front of the room who delivered the line. That guy, by the way, never even, he'll never even know that I took that little throwaway line and created millions of dollars of income. And God bless him for doing it. But it was on me to get my lazy ass into an airplane and fly out to Cincinnati in January and sit somewhere. I think it was a four day conference and take notes and stay engaged and not get drunk the night before and be sharp when I'm in there. Get my workout in in the morning. Be at optimum just in case anything were to happen. And you know what? Most of those conferences and most of those trips, I do my part. I go. I'm sharp. I got my workout in. I'm hydrated. I'm, I'm at peak physical and mental acuity and performance. Like, I'm ready and nothing happens. There isn't magic in that time for whatever reason. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm there to put myself in the position to succeed. Just in case something's there that I can utilize. That's quote unquote magic. I don't get pissed that I got to fly there. I don't get irritated that I have to pay for a hotel. I don't get angry that I can't party. Because that's not the purpose. It's not a vacation. A 1% person isn't on vacation. They're almost on deployment. They're away from their family. They're on deployment. It's not time to party it up. It's not time to... Sure, you can have fun, right? Like, you know, life's got to be fun. But we're there to work. We're there to increase. We're there to potentially change our own lives income-wise. Or, or if it's a it's a, if it's a jiu-jitsu immersion camp like I'm going to in, uh, in, in August, I don't really want to go to because I'm not good at jiu-jitsu. And I don't know anybody at that conference. And it's in the middle of Maine. I mean, there's no airport in the middle of Maine. It's going to be hard to get to. It's expensive. 
and it's going to be physically taxing and it's scary and all those things but I'm there to to create some magic maybe and it's not going to be on the black belt instructors it's not their job to provide the magic it's their job to say here's how it worked for me these are things that I do to get better in this case at jiu-jitsu I eat this way I drink this way I work out this way I work on mobility or flexibility this way you know they're there to tell me Joe this is what I've done you do your thing man but this is what I've done to earn these stripes and earn this black belt and you know the road is narrow most people won't do it they won't they come up with all kinds of excuses I don't care what we're talking about here I don't care if we're talking about jiu-jitsu I don't care if we're talking about learning something about your emotions or spirituality or financial relationship it's all the same it's all the same it's on you to create the magic it's on you to take the nuggets and the pieces and to be at your optimum when you're there to pick up these things up knowing full well that you may not get anything that one time but all that being said the books you've read and the podcasts you've listened to and the coaching that you've gone to and the tens of thousands of dollars that you've spent collectively over your career to better yourself hopefully those things have translated into massive increases in income if you look at it objectively you can't say otherwise I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't have the income I have today if it weren't for spending tens of thousands of dollars, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars, really, collectively over 20 years of my career. Net. Maybe I had to earn a half a million dollars over 20 years, gross, if not more, in order to net enough money to pay for all the trips and hotels and coaching fees and, and books and tapes and podcasts and all the things that I needed to do to get better to every now and then be a 1% person to be at the top of my game and you can't compartmentalize this stuff you can't say I'm only going to get better in one area the the biggest frustration I have as a as a coach for people whether it be for financial or otherwise is answering simple questions actually it's, it's not that it's answering complex questions with simple answers Financially, it's save more. It's not about private placement, private placement um, investments or IPOs or complex real estate structures or it's none of that. Save more, friggin' save more of your money. It's so simple, but people don't do it, and they point the finger. And in the world of coaching performance. People want the magic all the time, and sometimes that magic is in tactics. Say it this way. Do it that way. But beyond that, when you've already picked up that advantage, and you're not willing to go deeper and put down the pizza, or put down the alcohol, or get up in the morning and work out, and you discount those things and say, ah, eh, nutrition's not important physical activity is not important 
these things aren't important. That's just wrong. That's just not true. Those things are as important as anything else. It's just that you've you've picked the low-hanging fruit first. Your magic came from low-hanging fruit. You were so bad at what you were doing that somebody could come along and say like, hey, just do it this way and this way. And it created massive increases because you were so bad to begin with. But then you stepped beyond that and you got a little bit better. And you know what happens to get better when you're already good at something? It becomes really hard. Progress at the top, man, you got to fight for it. You got to fight for it. It's easy to go from 50,000 of income to 100. It's easy to go from 100,000 of income to 250. It's a little bit more difficult to go from 250 to 400. It's even harder to go from 400 to 600. It gets a little bit more complicated to go from 600 to 800. And it gets even, it's a bloodbath to get over that seven-figure number. And then it's harder to go from a seven-figure number to multiple seven-figure number. The complexities change because it changes your entire life. Your whole construct of the way that you operate with your family changes when you when you make a million dollars a year or a 10, I would assume, or 40. And it's on you to make sure that the relationships hang strong. It's on you to make sure that you stay physically solid and healthy because that's what it takes. That's what it takes to be a 1% person. But are you willing to do it? Or do you just want the beer? And you just want the alcohol and you just can't have fun without it. Or do you just want to have those donuts and that pizza all the time? Because you just can't unwind to watch a game without Cheetos. Or do you just have to look at the pornography on the computer? You just can't put it down. Because, hey, who's it hurting anyone? Or you just can't stop being selfish with your time. Your kids will be there tomorrow. Or... Or, or, the excuses are nonstop. You know, I love doing the podcasts, but I really only like to do the podcast when I have something to say. And what bothers me personally, it doesn't mean anything, it's just me, is that I think some people, they're doing podcasts because they're just like, well, I'm going to do one every Wednesday, let's say. And so they do a podcast and you listen and it's like kind of, it's like 20 minutes long and there's nothing really in it. It's just because they're checking their own box. And you know what? There's value in that because maybe they're doing it for themselves. Like That's fine. But that's not really the way I operate. Um, I want to be able to do it when something hits me. And I'll tell you, this is hitting me hard right now. I look around and I look... You know, it's easy to discount people who make no progress ever because they're 90% people. I don't fault them for it. That's just how they are. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, as long as they're not complaining about it, why would I complain about it? They're 90% people. They're not going to make any progress. That's fine. Maybe that's a good life for them. What really irritates me, though, is when you've got people who, who, who say they're looking for more, but they're only willing to do just so much, and they complain about it. That's what just drives me insane. 